Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is milestones. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo. I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, let's start it off with why we're talking milestones, dun, dun, baby. Dun, dun. Number 200. Can you believe it? Not even remotely. Podcast number 200. Mm-hmm. You have been editing and cranking these things out every Weekly. week. For 200 times. 200 times. So we are well into, so let's see if there's 52 weeks in a year. We're like like three and a half almost four years into this <laughs> crazy yeah pretty exciting congratulations thank you it has been my absolute pleasure to sit across from you once a week <laughs> drink tea and talk yeah and for all of you out there who have been listening for so long thank you for joining us absolutely next week we're gonna have a special podcast we are. We have had a listener for those 200 episodes who was in Portland for some other event and called us up and said, can I come join you? And we said, yes, you absolutely can. So we're going to have our special guest, our first three-person podcast Yes, for our 201st. And so we will be welcoming Wendy to our podcast next week. Mm-hmm. But for this week, as we celebrate this incredible milestone, last time at 100, we went out for sushi. We definitely need to do something We should again. figure something out. Okay, so what is the point of celebrating things like milestones? That's a great question. And milestones are things like... Birthdays, anniversaries, confirmation, baptisms... From the religious to the non. And then we can think about things like holidays. Oh, totally. Like New Year's. Thanksgiving. Christmas, Easter, but I think other things like maybe more like Mother's Day or Father's Day, maybe. Valentine's Day. Yeah, because Christmas and Easter are religious tradition. We have reasons. Those aren't necessarily milestone pieces, but like I'm sure for folks who are new parents, that first Father's Day or the first Mother's Day is probably a pretty big big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved when you came in with this topic, I was thinking, maybe I'm actually going to learn something. Because my spouse and I are really bad at marking milestones. Oh, really? Yeah. This is something that I am not good at. I forget birthdays, and we don't even really remember when our anniversary is. Like, No way. Totally. I'm terrible at this. And I think that this is something that is part of like, I have a hard time noticing the passage of time. Oh, okay. And I think that this goes along like my non-celebration of milestones or non-marking of them goes along with my inability to track that, oh my gosh, it's December in like two weeks and Christmas is coming. Did you grow up celebrating all these things? Not really. That plays a big part of it because my mother especially loves these kinds of things. Really? The ritual, the things that you do, the putting out of the decorations, okay. you know, the the bits and pieces that go along with it, the giving of the cards, the giving of the gifts, going out to eat, all those kinds of things. So do you, does your family have that embedded within your family oh, culture? yes. What's your favorite kind of milestone to mark then? Well, let's just say some of the more memorable ones are some of the mundane ones because we did not have a lot of money growing up. So the one time you would get to go out to eat is if it was somebody's birthday. Okay. Or it was card club night because mom didn't want to mess up the kitchen. But (laughs) 
somebody's birthday. Okay. And whoever's birthday was got to pick where you went, which with four kids, inevitably we were at a pizza place. Oh, sure. And inevitably, as the youngest, I would spill my sister's drink every single time. Oh, no. Those are the kinds of things that now have created such family lore and memories sure. from the milestones. Oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. I guess our tradition about birthdays was that you picked the meal that was cooked. Oh, okay. So you picked whatever recipe you wanted. So my parents were actually in town this last week. And before I unfortunately got quite sick, I the, like, the second night mom was here, she's like, what do you want to do for dinner? And I said... Can you teach me how to make stroganoff? Oh. And I'm so glad I had her teach me. Sure. Because it's completely different. How she makes it is completely different than any recipe I found. Oh, I bet. I have burned through 10 or 12 different stroganoff recipes trying desperately to recreate my birthday dinners. Mm-hmm. And all of them have been wrong. And it's just because she does it in a whole different way. Oh, that's fascinating. And with some steps that are in no other recipes. And so I think that for... My family, things have been marked more with specific recipes or foods. Sure. As far as milestones go. But I think like maybe because my parents were divorced when I was young and mom didn't remarry until after I was in seminary. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really see them celebrating anniversaries. I don't know. I would say my mother, but my father's family also had its own traditions coming through. There's no other reason that I celebrate St. Nicholas Day than my father has burned it into me that you celebrate St. Nicholas Day. And you love that one. I do. Yeah. I don't know that I've made it as fun for my kids as my father made it for me, but they're at least going to know about it. That's awesome. So what are some other markings or milestones or things that you definitely make certain happen? In my own family? Yeah. Well, the obvious ones are the birthdays. Got to put up a Christmas tree, take down a Christmas tree. Thanksgiving needs to happen. It doesn't have to have turkey. Right. But you need to get a bunch of people together and have fun. Okay. But I think what I've tried to do more specifically for my kids, my husband's family has a lot of Scandinavian heritage in it. And once I found out what Santa Lucia Day was, Mm -hmm. I'm like... There are buns that you can make that go along with this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to make that for my kids. And then we had friends who were Swiss, and they would always bring in three king bread in high school. Yep. I'm going to try to make that for my kids and try that. Totally. So those kinds of things of what I have done more so than perpetuate. That's interesting. I think about watching folks really celebrating graduations or Mm -hmm. the whole hype around Sweet 16 birthdays. Mm, Yeah, we never had that. We definitely didn't have that. But when I had my stepdaughter at home, she would talk about those kinds of pieces. And then, you know, there's the Sweet 16, the television shows that show those huge things. There's quinceañeras. Yep. And so there's something about that kind of time period for kids to have a big party, a big marking of a milestone. And what I will say is that when I have observed families or groups observing those milestones, it makes a big difference to those students. Yeah. So I remember, for example, your son's confirmation Mm -hmm. and like really what a big deal was made of that for him so that he could know he did the thing. Mm -hmm. And it was such a wonderful thing that day to see his shoulders kind of a little bit higher than usual. Sure. Right. And I love looking at those pictures. 
because he knew he had done the thing. Yeah, well, hopefully some of those milestones like graduations have that to them and aren't just next tick in the book, moving on to the next thing. That's why I think it's important to celebrate some of these things. Although it's tough because my kids tend to be more introverts. Right. And as much as they like the present aspect, they don't really want the attention that goes along with it. Right. That is very fair for folks who are not wanting to be the center of attention on those kinds of days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you an on-the-day person? No. No? Not even remotely. Really? Especially in adulthood. I don't know if I was when I was younger, but no, we aren't even remotely on the day. (laughs) We're looking towards Thanksgiving and trying to figure out what we're doing for Thanksgiving and cooking on Thursday just has... No appeal? Well, it's not that it has no appeal. It's just not a necessity in any way for me. I'm going to make turkey. And most importantly... I'm going to have pan-dripping gravy. There you go. That's what really matters, to go with the mashed potatoes. But as far as the day that it happens, yeah, doesn't matter to me. Oh, man. How about you? Are you a day? I love it when it happens on the day. (laughs) Why not? That's the day I was born. Why not celebrate on that actual day? That's fantastic. I know. It's terrible. It's not terrible. It's beautiful. Because when I have seen folks really get that kind of a thing observed. Yeah. It marks something important about the year. It marks something important about the time. It gives that opportunity for reflection. It gives that opportunity for gratitude. Like, I think that's a part of it is gratitude tends to abound Mm -hmm. when this is done well. So it's not bad at all. And the problem with not doing it on the day is that then it's easy to let it bypass and not do it at all. Yeah, exactly. Well... And I'm not going to say that it loses something because there are many, many situations out there. And I learned this squarely when I married my husband because as a family full of pastors, the chances of getting to celebrate a lot of things on the day is kind of slim. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going to come up. There's a service going on. Other things need to be planned for. That's just the reality of the situation. Right. No problem with that. But at the same time, if I can get it on the day. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's what I want. Yeah. Now, beyond the big things, what is the value of the whole stop and smell the roses version of this? Right. I think what I have seen is that it really does give that pause, that moment of being intentional about being grateful for relationships, for people. And that's something I think has incredible value. Mm -hmm. That opportunity to reflect, that opportunity to really bring in that gratitude. When we think about those milestones, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're doing a lot of kind of thank you. Like, hey, mom, I'm grateful that I'm living. Thanks for being my mom. Or maybe that's just where I go when I take the time to mark the milestones. Or the support and the congratulations. Like, you did the big thing. You graduated. You did the big thing. Congratulations. Celebrate that accomplishment. Mark the end of that accomplishment and recognize it for the hard work that it is. And there's value in reflecting back on where you have been so that you can go forward in a different way informed by that information. Definitely has an incredible amount of power. It's not just about taking a break and getting a birthday cake. Sure. Right? It's also about, okay, I'm another year older. I've got another year ahead of me. Where am I going to go this year that's maybe the different or the same or growing upon where I've been? I think those definitely have value in making that reflective time during the year. All right. Now, if we're going to 
try to potentially take this back to a churchy place. Yeah. The one example that always pops up into my mind is Mary and Martha and Martha's puttering around in the background, getting things ready, facilitating stuff, making sure people have food and whatever. And Jesus says, what are you doing? You're missing out on everything. Come and sit down. Yeah. Which is kind of us to stop. Yeah. And participate. But at the same time, I hate that story because I'm always Martha in that story because I'm trying to make sure everybody, do you have a drink? Do you need a thing? I got to make sure there's food cooking in the back. And the, uh-huh. So I wonder if that's part of why you love getting to have the day because then you get to be Mary. I'm never Mary you're in never this Mary? situation. Even in your birthday, you're never the one who's sitting down My to enjoy friend, it? no. <laughs> Oh, one could hope that you would have a day. Rarely. (laughs) The beauty of my birthday is because the tradition now is we still go out to eat and the person gets to pick. I don't have to cook, which means the whole mental load of what is in the fridge that I can cook that I want to eat (laughs) is squarely off my shoulders. Oh, that's worth it. It's as close as I get. That's a step. I think that is maybe an example of kind of marking an occasion. I think in another way you could say that when the jar of oil is anointed on Jesus, which is a very similar situation within that group, this occasion is being marked mm-hmm. and taking the time to kind of lavish him with this marking and this thing. The time that comes up for me, the biblical connection that comes up for me, and maybe this has something about how I think of milestones in my life, I think of it more of when Jesus goes away to the mountains to pray okay, or goes out to the desert right after he's really stopping everything around like he stops and steps back so jesus is baptized he has this big marker in his life where everything is going to change he's going into public ministry everyone is going to look at him differently his whole world is shifting and he goes out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights right and that's obviously you can't mark every milestone with a personal retreat of 40 days and 40 nights. But sure. nonetheless, so then when we think about Jesus teaching and preaching and then he gets overwhelmed and he goes away by himself to pray, he doesn't even take his disciples with him. He goes away and then he prays and then he comes back to them. That's where we get the stories of the disciples being on the boat and a storm coming and Jesus walking on water. Okay. He's returning to them after going away to pray. And so in some ways... My introverted self says, is that how I could mark milestones the best? Is that the kind of rhythm that I see in Jesus that could offer that take a step back? Perhaps one of the most powerful or useful kind of milestone markers in my life that I've done is when I got to seminary, I spent time with someone who really loved Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and not like pilgrim Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving to take time for gratitude and to develop a really deep sense of gratitude. Sure. And curated the table as to who was going to be invited. It wasn't a family obligation thing. It was friends and special people who throughout that year had been very important in their life. Mm -hmm. And then spent the day getting the turkey on, but also going to a coffee shop and sitting still in the coffee shop and writing thank you letters to everyone. Wow. And then like writing a reflection about what had happened in the year previous and what was there that needed to be remembered and was worth letting go of. And that was how I started to create a Thanksgiving tradition. And so for me, who works on Christmas and Easter, so Thanksgiving is the only holiday I have off. Exactly. That kind of 
going away to the mountain to pray and sitting and being still and combining it with intentional reflection and gratitude for loved ones. He actually even gave Thanksgiving Day presents to everybody at the table. Wow. So he had a gift for each person at the table to thank them for the gift that they had been in his life for that year. And that I have loved. And I have done that most years since then. That's amazing. And love that opportunity and that tradition. So my Thanksgiving meal is like at 6 p.m. at night. I don't do any of this noon stuff. Like (laughs) I'll get up and maybe get the turkey going, but then I got to take time to slow down and write and ponder and be still and then have people over a little later to give thanks for them. So I think for me, that rhythm that I see in Jesus of taking the step back really works for me which maybe is why I don't love all the big flashy party stuff sure. as much. I need that alone time. So however people mark those milestones, I think there's lots of ways to see it and lots of ways in scripture to see God telling us to take time to recognize the passage of time can connect this to Sabbath, right? Taking a day off for reflection, taking a day off for rest, taking a day off each week, supposedly, mm-hmm. to ponder and reflect how the week has gone and what you want to do and the work that needs to be done, that that is a part of the rhythm of God and a part of the rhythm we are to do. And so to take these milestones and to do this throughout the year is a wonderful thing to learn how to do in a way that works for you and your personality, right? Absolutely. So given the fact that you are the expert at milestones this week, (laughs) I get to ask the final question. All right. And this is going to lead me to the final question. What is the silliest milestone or the silliest way that you have celebrated a milestone? Okay. I'm going to cop out on the silly part. Although at one point we gave underwear to our oldest when they were very young as a Christmas present. And to make it fun and exciting, we all put the underwear on our head and took pictures. (laughs) So there's your silly. But the more real way is my husband came back from studying in Germany with this tradition of always having a bottle of something, champagne-like, bubble-like, whatever your libation of choice is, Uh ready in the fridge. Because you got to remember to celebrate some of the small moments as well as some of the large. Hmm. And it's also a wonderful way that if you're having a terrible day, to try to turn it around and find some joy in the little things. Nice. So the tradition is always to have a little something-something at the ready. That is awesome. I give that to everybody on the 200th episode. I think that's fantastic. Maybe we need to get little bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> I am all for it. <laughs> Pop a cork. Done. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about milestones. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining us. You're in for a treat next week. Be sure to tune in for our 201st podcast. Remember, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at centralportland.org. Reach out to us on Facebook. And as always, until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.